Yes, Gareth, I think he's the living proof that good voices are not genetic. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it from me. Oh, that's David Icke's son he's talking about. I've been known to clear a room. <laughs> with karaoke. Um, okay. Uh, we're going to go to some strange places now. This is Chris Gimerti. Do you know? <laughs> yep, he first says, we're going to go to a strange place. And he goes, so let's start with Krishnamurti. Someone strange. No, Krishnamurti. If we can really understand the problem, the answer will come out of it. Because the answer is not separate from the problem. What you kind of get is people, like what you might call the New Age arena, I've had over the years. They say, you shouldn't speak about that, it's negative. Well, I don't think, uh, you know, knowledge is negative, ignorance is negative. Uh, because when you're in ignorance of what the problem is, then you can't do anything about it. So I. Real talk. Can't do nothing about it. So, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to my 50 new listeners that I just received about yesterday when I covered the MGK, Eminem, orchestrated rap, rap beef culture that they are using for marketing schemes and whatnot. So let's continue this video of David Icke, Who Controls the Matrix? I think knowing what's going on is quite important. Um, but in this section, we are going to go into some strange places to say the least. Uh, just to reiterate the problem, we've got disconnected from the full magnitude of who we are, isolated in the five senses, thanks to the bamboozle that's been set up to hold us in perceptual servitude. So that five sense reality, it's real important. And created the madhouse. And now the question is, who's behind it or what's behind it? That's the classic question, you know? Who's behind this five perception lockdown. Is it coming from another world? Well, let's find out. Um, and this is where we go into some strange places. Uh, this is a lovely quote. Every man takes the limits of his own field of vision for the limits of the world. That's the program. And it's a big mistake. Of a so every man takes the limits of his own field of vision from the limits of the world. So his perception is only goes... You know, it's only as vast as the environment he was, you know, raised in or brought up in or, you know, he's related. He's feels like he's at home, you know. We're going to understand what's going on in the world, especially when we come to this bit, which is how do we get there to this Hunger Games society? Total human control. We hide the real controllers, which is what has been happening through known human history. Who is the spider. What is this force and source that's driving all this? Uh, well, it ain't them. Here today, gone tomorrow, politics. So it's not them. It's not the the G2012 event with all those politicians and those people of the United Nations and like those big wig, like elite, like super 1%, <laughs> uh, elite, super rich. You know, super wealthy. It's not them. <laughs> it's not them. They're they're not the ones, uh, you know, stirring the, uh, you know, putting us on this path, in this direction. They might in enable it, but to some degree. Politicians, different parties, same party, doesn't matter. It's not them. No one who ever has job, even as the so-called president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll believe you. <laughs> most powerful man in the world, the president, you know. But he still needs a 
commander-in-chief to control the armies and the military, which is like more than half of the spending budget, you know? Uh, nor is it even the corporations. And uh, a lot of people say it's the corporations. It's not. The corporations are not the origin of this control and this centralization of power. They are a vehicle for it, not the spider. And it's no one who's sitting around a table apparently making the decisions in the public eye. Yep. Uh... Those you see are only gophers for those you don't see. Um, you can go deeper into the rabbit hole, away from the people you see, into the advisors, not them either. Mm. You can go even deeper into the uh, rabbit hole. And you can find the Rothschilds, people like that. We are the Rothschilds. You don't see us, but we control your life. Well, yes. Yeah, there's like certain rich families that, you know, you, you can't keep up with them. They're not on social media. They're behind the scenes. They're definitely like not trying to let people know what they're up to on a daily basis, if that, you know? But only on one level. They're not the origin either. So who is the spider? What is the driving force? Mark Twain said, truth is stranger than fiction because fiction is obliged to stick to perceived possibilities. Truth isn't. Uh, the truth doesn't change because you don't want to hear it. Uh, and the postage stamp consensus is currently in an ambulance heading for emergency uh, because uh, it's heard what I'm going to say next. And this is as far off that postage stamp that you could possibly imagine. So it's in intensive care until I'm finished. Um, so are we ready? Are, are you ready for the direction of where a lot of this information takes you? Are you ready? Are we ready? Uh, who is the spider? This takes us into this next level of the uh, of the uh, the rabbit hole, which is a level of non-human intelligence, which is ultimately, well, I say ultimately, there might be levels beyond that. Ultimately, as we see it now, behind. Yep, there's all kinds of levels to this puzzle piece that you find, you know, within a. It's like a needle in the haystack kind of situation. But even that is a part of something more. What's going on in the world? All these different areas of human society of control, the secret societies, politics, banking, Satanism. So, yeah, military, religion, politics, banking, secret societies, big pharma, all those. Pedophilia, military media. Religion, it all in the end ends up leading to one place, which is this spider, this force, which is not human. Okay, yes, I can understand that to an extent. I have a question, um, uh, but hold on a minute. We live in an electromagnetic spectrum that's 0.005% of what exists in the universe, so mainstream science says. There's no one out there. We're all alone. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what it says. <laughs> and we can only see a tiny fraction visible light of that electromagnetic spectrum. Of so the electromagnetic spectrum, and we only see like 5% of the visual aspect of what's actually happening in reality. That's what 
he's getting at. 0.005%. Um, if you take the projected size of the universe according to mainstream science, then the Earth, by comparison, is one billionth of a pinhead. <laughs> I think, I feel it in me water. I think there's other life out there other than us. I, honestly, I do, I do, I, I, I'm convinced. <laughs> uh, this is, um, again, it's like, take a deep breath, look at it again. It's freaking obvious. Um, it's like, do you think the sun affects our temperature? Oh, mm. Yeah, you know, where else if, you know, this control system, whoever's involved with or uh, responsible or, you know, just all in all, the culprit behind <laughs> the death and destruction. Um, you know, I'd have to say it's something on a spirit level. Okay. Uh, our consciousness, this is um, Bernard Carr, professor of mathematics and astronomy at Queen Mary University, London. Our consciousness interacts with another dimension. Our physical senses only show us a three-dimensional universe what exists in the higher dimensions are entities we cannot touch with our physical senses. They're on different frequencies. Um, and these um, non-human manipulators, visitors according to mainstream science, Let's come back to that. by comparison is one billionth of a pinhead. I think, I feel it in me water. Oops. I think there's other life <laughs> out there other than us. <laughs> I, honestly, I do. I do. I, I, I'm convinced. Uh, this is, um, again, it's like, take a deep breath, look at it again. It's freaking obvious. Um, it's like, do you think the sun affects our temperature? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, our consciousness, this is um, Bernard Carr, professor of mathematics and astronomy at Queen Mary University, London. Our he said, our consciousness interacts with another dimension. Our physical sensors only show us a third dimensional universe. Our physical sense, like, our... Our perceptions only give us a third dimensional universe. What exists in the higher dimensions? This dude says uh, they're entities that we cannot touch with our physical sensors. Like we, you know, what I'm saying we can't see them and visually comprehend nor visibly see them. You know, or even feel. There's no interaction. This is a. Uh, Professor of Mathematics and Astronomy, Queen Mary University, London. Consciousness interacts with another dimension. Our physical senses only show us a three-dimensional universe. What exists in the higher dimensions are entities we cannot touch with our physical senses. They're on different frequencies. Alright. Um, and these um, non-human manipulators, visitors, um, from other dimensions of reality have been described in many various ways by different cultures all over the world. The serpent gods, Chittahuri and the Zulu um, belief system, the uh, children of the serpent, the Anunnaki, Sumer, uh, Babylon, uh, snake brothers, Hopi, star people, many and various. They're called demons in Christianity, interdimensional entities. Uh, yeah, you know, like all these cultures they had there satanic lucifer character their devil figure that took all kinds of names but it always had an association with the snake and the cold-blooded reptile which is interesting uh the gnostic uh, people i'll come to in a second called them archons 
and the Islamic, or actually the pre-Islamic world where it originated from, uh, called them jinn. And how many movies have you seen with the, you know, the jinn that's locked in the divot box, or the demons, or, you know, um, technically those, those Archon figures made an appearance in that movie, The Fourth Kind, being like alien entities that can, to, you know, potentially get you in some sort of street, uh, sleep realm or something. So, yeah. These are entities either that are manifesting within our reality, our visible light frequency band, or manipulating from outside of that uh, visual frequency of perception. Yeah, like that thin veil, you know, uh, of what's really going down. The orchestrators. And the different ways, I say different ways, the comedics. Um, I've got very interested in, in, Fast forward in, them, a little bit. Um, in the last few years. The Gnostics were not a race, they or a, a, even a people, they were a belief system. They were a perception system. And whenever they got into a place and started to communicate this perception, this knowledge, it's what Gnosis means, knowledge, but a certain kind of knowledge, they were persecuted by the Roman church who sent the boys in. So. It was the Gnostic. So yeah, so the church had a direct connection with trying to get at these Gnostic characters. Um, you know, pretty much, you know, the Catholic Church and all that. They they were trying to develop up the, you know, the global perception of reality and it's you know you see through your eyes and whatnot. Uh, perception system uh, that was running the great or royal library at Alexandria in Egypt, this fantastic depository of ancient knowledge and ancient historical uh, uh, awareness knowledge, uh, which was destroyed in, in pieces, in sections, in a sequence over a period. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the Library of Alexandria, how that had all kinds of ancient texts and all kinds of uh, just different libraries of tablets and different information about ancient cultures and who they learned from or you know who that that library was like a yeah it was a library it was a data bank of teachings and instructions on how to create crops and all that kind of information and they had all this all this gnostic stuff in there you know what i'm saying now the biggest holders that we you know that we know of that carry a lot of like ancient artifacts is the catholic roman catholic church you know or just the the Christian church or whatever. By the Roman church. Uh, and uh, the, the most significant one, the most talked about one, happened around 400 AD. Oh yeah, and then, Just after. And then they destroyed the, the, that library, you know what I'm saying? They, they removed a lot of it. <laughs> so it's, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that was stolen out of there, you know? So. And the, the Gnostics when you see what they were saying, you can see why the Roman Church wanted to destroy them. And uh, the Cathars in southern France um, were also, in the same way, Gnostic um, thinkers. They had a perception of the universe that was what the, the Gnostic belief system. And the Roman Church sent the boys in, again in stages, and eventually destroyed them in the public arena. 
at the siege of uh, the uh, castle of Montségur. What? Damn. So he's calling these Cathars. These are those Knights Templar guys. You know what I'm saying? They were soldiers for the church. They were they were Gnostics. You know what I'm saying? And they sent the boys in. The, the you know what I mean? The church sent the boys in and clean clean them out. You know what I'm saying? Because they got they those Cathars were pretty much like soldiers for the the army of the church. You know what I'm saying? Of the you know the teachings of Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? And that whole Old Testament sort of belief. Uh, or whatever, and so, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, some of those soldiers, they picked up on game, and they were just like, they weren't with that Christian bullshit, they were of, the, of that information, and trying to learn that knowledge of how this universe, like, pretty much reality works, um, you know. Now, it seemed that what the Gnostics believed had been lost, the detail of it anyway. But then, in 1945, a sealed jar was found, an earthen jar, at a place called Nagamadi, about <laughs> 78 Everybody miles loves this. Luxor on the, on the Nile in Egypt. And in that jar was found to be a pack of writings, codices, manuscripts that were put there by the Gnostics. It's estimated around 400 AD, which kind of would, would sync with the destruction of the Great Library of Alexandria, which was about 415, I think, as I recall, uh, AD. And so suddenly there were writings which described what the Gnostics believed in detail, and they had the great benefit of, because they were in an earthen jar all that time, they, were, they couldn't, like other religious writings, uh, be played with and changed to fit the um, the authority of the day. <laughs> the authority of the day, straight up. Yeah, you got all these manuscripts and stuff that were just like rewritten and represented, like you know, like like a book. You know, there could be like multiple editions of a book because they update. The same thing with the album or a CD. If a rapper feels like the album is not complete, he'll add more songs to it. It's the same album. Um, you know. He just adds on to try to correct it. I think Kanye did that and just, uh, a couple other rappers. Or like e even musicians do that with the Spotify playlists and, you know, trying to get their playlist down, their collection. And one-fifth of these writings found at Nagamadi talk about something they call the Archons. Just their name. It's, it's, it's a word means rulers. That's why they call them that. Um, and they said that they were manipulating human society from the unseen. Damn. And uh, were responsible for basically creating the world of what we call physicality. Now, what I yeah, you know they didn't, you know they didn't just develop America or whatever. The the physical, you know, the physicality. The I mean, really. The, you know, there. I mean, I mean, you see how, you know, like the natural world is of predators eating other predators, and you know, just a a, a bloodbath of survival instincts and uh, protection. You know, like defense mechanisms, like a lot of these species develop to, you know, just to ensure their uh, their survival. I found. 
fascinating from my point of view about the Nagamari writings is that I came to them quite late, just a few years ago, which was very important for me, because if I'd have come across them earlier, they can, they can become a one-stop shop belief system, which they have for some people. But by the time I came across them and, and read them in detail, I'd come to the conclusions as a result of decades of research. So when I'm reading them, I'm thinking, well, this is unbelievable to me because this is what they're saying is what I concluded. It was a confirmation, a very detailed confirmation of what I concluded was going on. And in these Nagamadi writings, they describe something called the silence, what I would call, um, and um, even Alexander would call the dazzling darkness, the silence, what I experienced, uh, the, the, the place of all potential, all possibility the field of possibility and probability waiting to manifest. Damn, that's the silence? That moment of, yeah, like, you know, yeah, that, that zero point experience that we just, you just find it, you know? The silence, and I experienced it as the silence so I can understand where that word came from. And the other thing about these ancient writings and writings like them in religion and in, um, ancient cultures is they were they only had as i said earlier the symbols and analogies that, that fitted the society of the time they didn't have computers you know they didn't have wi-fi fields mm -hmm. um, and so what we're um, what we're looking at are descriptions using wow yeah these ancient texts symbols of the time we can now update them but what the gnostics uh, uh, also called the silence was the father of all they were trying to get across in a simple way the creator of all not a man with a beard on on a throne the creative force of all the father of all and this is from one of the nagamadi texts talking about this silence he is an incomprehensible one but it is he who comprehends all, and nothing exists outside of him. But all exists within him, and he is boundary to them all. As he encloses them all, and they are all within him, there is no place outside of him. Describing all that is, has been, and ever can be. The force that um, drives all things. But they said, and this is so the, the really massively relevant part to the world that we live in, they said that the silence was the creative force, but there was a fake God um, which had created this reality. God damn. A fake God? What the hell? <laughs> that we call, they call the physical world. They said the physical world is a prison created by an evil fake God. Spirit, awareness, as I would call it, is entrapped in the body salvation escape from this uh, entrapment comes from knowledge or gnosis of self and reality and gnosis is knowledge yes but it's it's not knowledge names dates places knowledge it's knowledge of reality and how it works that kind of knowledge and they said the kingdom is invisible which is true because that which is beyond this uh, reality is invisible to us everything else that exists now this physical world, world prison that they describe in their language I call the simulation 
I think we'll stop right there. The simulation, you know, the, the father of all. And then somehow some fake god decided to create form, you know what I'm saying, in a black, you know, a pitch black room, you know, and yeah, gave life forms the to see in a, like a simulated, uh, pixelization, you know, of something of an imaginary realm and whatnot. So it's pretty interesting to see, you know, how we are caught in a situation and yeah, well, you know, the, the spirit in a body and, you know, being a prison type of, uh, container you know what I'm saying uh, it's fascinating that they would speak about reality in that kind of way and on next time we'll you know we'll get into part two uh, the video is called David Icke who controls the Mat the matrix live it's got like 12,000 views it's nothing big it's on spirit dynamics YouTube channel came out on August 30th this year and I don't know it's just kind of uh it's one of David Icke's live presentations, probably in the UK or when he came to America <laughs> and, you know, sold out, you know, this huge auditorium in San Francisco and wherever else he got booked. Like, he had a little speaking tour and whatnot going in on this stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, the, the spiritual new age trends of conspiracy theorists and stuff like that it's, it's it's kind of being embedded in movies and it's kind of the talk of the town right now so um thanks for listening this is the follow-up to that mgk video you know i got some good views thanks for listening i'm gonna keep putting out content every day probably like two podcasts a day i've always mentioned something like that um the t uh time frame what time of day? Probably in the daytime. Before 6 o'clock. Peace.